Welcome to the Health Leaders Women in Healthcare Leadership Podcast. I'm Melanie Blackman, Strategy Editor for Health Leaders. My guest today is Dr. Roxana Gapster, President and CEO of WellSpan Health, a nonprofit integrated healthcare system headquartered in York, Pennsylvania. Roxana, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Melanie. I'm delighted to be with you today. Roxana, who began leading WellSpan in January 2019, has over 25 years of experience in healthcare leadership. She has worked in group practices, academic health systems, and integrated healthcare systems. Previously, she served as senior vice president and president within the Health Partners System in Bloomington, Minnesota. WellSpan Health serves diverse communities across five counties in Pennsylvania and one in Maryland in both urban and rural areas. Among the communities served include the Amish and Plain community, the Latinx community, migrant communities, and homeless communities. Roxana, we spoke last summer about how WellSpan cared for these patient groups and those in rural and underserved populations during the pandemic, and I'd like to start there. Expanding on that conversation, what has been your strategy to vaccinate the diverse communities WellSpan serves? Are you seeing vaccine hesitancy? And if so, what is the health system doing to address it? Thanks, Melanie. Uh, Yeah, as the vaccine moved through clinical trials and conversations took place both nationally and locally, at WellSpan, we anticipated that there would be some vaccine hesitancy among several of our populations and communities across South Central Pennsylvania. And so we asked ourselves, you know, who will be hesitant to receive the vaccine and what might be the contributing factors to this hesitancy? So to understand more deeply about vaccine hesitancy with our at-risk populations, our community health team, along with our medical group leadership, worked with our diversity and inclusion committee and embarked on a community listening campaign. And the purpose of that campaign was to learn more about the opinions, thoughts, and barriers that lead to vaccine hesitancy within our communities to really demonstrate cultural humility and a respect for all while building relationships and trust. And then to use those learnings to inform WellSpan's vaccination strategy. So the listening campaign ran for about four months and we heard from more than 220 community members, including from our Latinx community, black community members, faith-based organizations, and then some of our local physicians from the federally qualified health centers, and collaborated with more than a dozen grassroots groups, and as well as schools and local churches across our geography. And we learned some really striking and interesting things. We found that very few people mentioned their healthcare provider as a source of information and that the participation of physicians in these conversations with us was very well received, especially physicians from the communities that we were connecting with, as well as physicians who were bilingual. They seemed to have a critical difference in understanding the participants' acceptance of the factual information that we shared about the vaccine. We also learned that community members wanted to hear from someone who looks like them and has their shared and lived experience And again, physicians who were part of that community and ethnicity appeared to have the greatest impact on the conversation. And so we we uncovered many factors from fear of side effects to misinformation. But one of the main reasons we saw for vaccine hesitancy was simply lack of trust. And it often related to that particular population's history with vaccines and medical experimentation, but also individual lived experiences with healthcare and vaccines. We did see some also mistrust of government, um, how privacy and data are collected, 
and some concern about pharmaceutical companies and whether they were acting in the interest of public health versus profit. So those were some of the really interesting things that we learned in our listening sessions. Recently, WellSpan has announced two initiatives to expand access to quality care for women's health and mental health and addiction. In early May, Women's Health Center of Lebanon joined WellSpan. What does the health system hope to accomplish with this addition? Really great question, Melanie. You know, WellSpan has a strong commitment to uh, women's health. And what we have found during the pandemic that that has become more important than ever and in some of our rural communities, which Lebanon is one of our, our most rural communities, we believe that providing state-of-the-art um, evidence-based women's health care is extremely important for good outcomes, as well as for families overall. And so the Women's Health Center of Lebanon has uh, been a very embedded group in that community with a significant number of providers for a rural practice. They have more than eight uh, physicians and APPs working in that practice, and they've worked closely with us over the years. And what we hope to accomplish now is to be able to use our long-term, strong, trusting relationship to really build on the services we've been able to provide in that community and to work together to understand the various populations. That is a community that has both uh, Plain community uh, populations and also Latinx populations. And so we believe that working together with some of our federally qualified healthcare centers and women's health group, we can make a really big difference in, in women's health in that community. Another program launched in May was the opening of START, Specialized Treatment and Recovery Team to offer help to patients with mental health and substance use disorders. What does WellSpan hope to accomplish with this new program? Well, we're really excited about the START Clinic. It is a new and innovative certified community behavioral health clinic that works to really increase access to mental health and substance use screenings and services. We also provide referrals to support services and we work closely with community partners. The focus of the program is to get people the care they need in the right place at the right time, and at the same time to try and reduce the use of emergency departments by providing those community-based alternatives for the treatment of mental health or addiction. The center itself has a diverse team of clinicians and staff that have been intentionally recruited to operate the clinic as a really inclusive environment for treatment of complex patients that have diverse backgrounds. So the START Clinic really uses a combination of in-person appointments and telehealth, and it can surround patients with all the resources they need from both mental health and substance use disorders. They also address issues of chronic disease, though, and housing and uh, social status and other factors that impact health. So some of the fast facts from the clinic are, you know, this was a $4 million grant for us here at WellSpan, which is a fairly large community grant. The clinic itself has been in operation since December 2021, but it really opened its doors for in-person care Monday, May 3rd. And over 400 unique patients have been treated so far through the program. So really excited about the community partnerships as well. One of those partners is called CARD, the Community Action for Recovery and Diversion Initiative that's focused on individuals who have substance use, mental health needs, and who are involved in the York County justice system. And that the goal of that partnership is to increase access to treatment rather than incarcerating individuals who are charged with minor crimes that are related to mental health or addiction sort of a new and innovative approach here in York County, and we're really excited to have the START Clinic be part of that program. We'll be back after this short break. 
Hi, this is Jack O'Brien, finance editor at Health Leaders. I'm here to tell you to check out the Health Leaders Finance Podcast, which drops every third Thursday of the month. On my show, I sit down with healthcare finance executives for in-depth discussions regarding high-level topics affecting the industry, including revenue diversification, cost containment strategies, provider consolidation, and digital investment, among others. Subscribe and listen now to the Health Leaders Finance Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Roxana, you've served in multiple executive roles during your career, including Chief Operating Officer, Chief Nursing Officer, and now Chief Executive Officer. What has been your experience as a woman working in healthcare leadership? If applicable, what hurdles have you faced and overcome? Well, I think, Melanie, as you know, uh, healthcare is really a female-dominated field in terms of people who are working in the field, but uh, females aren't generally represented in leadership at the same level. And so my own career has taken an interesting twist and turn here and there, but I I would say one of the biggest differences for me has been um, the sponsorship and mentorship opportunities that I've had over the years. To have women leaders who have really stepped up to help me um, learn more about how I can stretch myself and achieve the goals that I've set for myself in my career. And so I think there are some barriers to women in healthcare just in terms of Uh, the acceptance in certain roles, sometimes um, some unconscious bias around how women are performing, um, and then the ability of women to really step up and be assertive and communicative in particular settings like the boardroom. So for myself, I have worked really hard to make sure that I am mentoring and sponsoring other women in healthcare to lead and to uh, improve and achieve the goals that they'd like to do in their careers. And you know, we've done a number of things here at WellSpan as well. Our governance and organizational structures have really transformed over the past three years. And of our 13 senior vice presidents, six of them are female, um, three of them leading our regions, East, Central, and West. And we're really committed here to creating career paths for both women and other diverse talent throughout our system. And so we've increased the number of people of color who are executives at our organization by more than 7% in the past couple of years. So we're, we're really holding ourselves to a higher standard of making sure that we're looking toward gender uh, equity and also people of color in leadership here at WellSpan. What advice do you have for women who want to serve in leadership roles in healthcare? Well, one of the things I would say is, you know, be conscious of your own ability to speak up and to be confident in your in yourself and in your leadership. I, I would say don't be afraid to take calculated risks and step outside of your comfort zone, especially if there's a stretch project or something that you feel that you would really be good at, but it seems like a scary thing to do to step out there. Um, I like to encourage people to really stretch themselves. Even the the idea of speaking up with new ideas um, and, and getting some growth out of those stretch projects. And then I would also say build trusting relationships with other colleagues, um, both men and women, to get feedback on your performance and to help yourself become more self-aware. Roxana, it's been wonderful speaking with you. Thank you for being here and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you, Melanie. I was delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on the Health Leaders Women in Healthcare Leadership podcast. Until next time, keep taking care of your patients and each other. 